powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everyone. Tony Richards here, your host for Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network. You know, before we get started today, I just want to thank you for downloading this podcast every week and for checking in with us and taking in all the information that we put out there. It's greatly appreciated. If you could give us a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever you use to download podcasts, that program, there's usually a feedback system, a rating system, a star system. And we'd really appreciate it if you'd give us a five-star rating for our podcast. It helps us for other people to find us and to also enjoy and take advantage of the value that we're providing. And if you have someone that you know in your peer group or someone who is trying to better themselves into management or business, if you'd recommend us to them as a podcast listen, that would also be greatly appreciated. So thank you so much. We appreciate you showing up here every week and listening to Better Than Before. Today, I'm going to focus on building trust. Trust is the foundation of every relationship, and it's vitally important in executive management or any management of any company, whether you're an entrepreneur and you have a really small team or whether you work for a larger company and you have a large team, you have to build relationships with those direct reports. And the foundation for that relationship is trust. I'll give you some statistics here today. 82% of people say they don't trust their boss to tell the truth. And 45% of employees say lack of trust in leadership is the biggest issue impacting their work performance. Now, here's another statistic. High trust organizations experience 32 times greater risk-taking, 11 times more innovation. And here's the kicker six times higher performance. That's right. Six times higher performance in the organization that have high levels of trust. So let's dive in. What is trust? Let's put some basic uh, definitions on it. You might not even be sure how to define trust. So that would be a great place to start. Here are a couple definitions that I would propose to you. One is being able to have a sense of security and confidence when dealing with someone. You have interactions with them. They are in charge of your development and your career. On the other side, you are delegating and assigning accountability to someone. And when you have that sense of security and confidence that that exchange is going to be executed, acted upon, it's going to be treated with a high level of importance, that is trust. Also, you could say that trust is having the ability to predict someone will act in specific ways and be dependable. 
So if you can predict into the future that in your dealings with someone, they have a high level of integrity. They are constantly trying to show improvement. They have a high degree of execution about them. In other words, we call them people who get things done. And the final way that you could maybe define trust that I will pitch out there for you is you've earned a level of credibility that is built up over time. And trust is a critical part of all interactions that we have as human beings. And it's very integral in the role of communication in the workplace. And so thinking about trust in this way, you know, in the seven habits of highly effective people, Dr. Covey talks about the emotional bank account. And he talks about how you have to make deposits into people's emotional bank account because you are going to make withdrawals because you're going to mess up. There are going to be times where things are going to be out of your control. Maybe you have to go back and tell them something that's contradictory to something you had already maybe told them, or maybe you guaranteed them, or maybe you made some kind of deal with them that now you have to change because circumstances have changed. And so that's going to be, even though it's not your fault, it's going to be an emotional withdrawal from their account because you have made a lot of deposits. You have built up over time this level of trust with them that when you have to make a withdrawal, you have deposits in there that cover it. If you haven't made a lot of those deposits, you're going to be emotionally bankrupt with that person. And that's not a good place to be in the relationship. Let's talk about the two kinds of trust. First of all, there's practical trust. And this is the more traditional type of trust that you think about and one that usually comes to mind when you're thinking about trusting someone. And this is where you earn this kind of trust by being a hard worker you show up on time, you get your work done, you meet deadlines, and earning this kind of trust will get you the reputation of being someone who's reliable and competent. When you say you're going to do something, you actually do it. When you go on Facebook and you say, I'll pray for you, you actually then go and pray for the person. It's not just something you say to them and then don't follow up on because you don't have any other thing to say. And when this kind of trust is absent, when you don't have the hardworking employee showing up on time, getting the work done, meeting deadlines kind of exchange, when you haven't earned that kind of trust, that's what causes micromanagement. And that's also what causes communication to be in a situation where it breaks down. Productivity goes down. There's all kinds of negative things that are going to happen because practical trust is not in mind and hasn't been built. And you should also keep in mind that employers building trust with their staff is just as important as the other way around. When you're a manager or an entry-level employee, it's absolutely critical that you build trust with those around you. The second kind of trust is emotional trust. And this might be the type of trust that maybe you're less aware of. Emotional trust is when you go above and beyond what's expected. And you create meaningful bonds with your direct report and also with the person you're reporting to. It requires a high level of emotional intelligence. 
Successful leaders tend to have higher levels of emotional intelligence. So this is definitely a good skill to start developing if you want to get into the executive level. And let's look at it this way. If you've ever had a best friend at work, then there's likely to have been a lot of emotional trust between you. You knew that you had each other's backs. You treated each other with respect. You felt comfortable sharing ideas, thoughts, and feelings that you may not have expressed with other coworkers. They may know things about you that no one else knows. And building trust in this way is way more complex because it isn't formulaic. There's no set formula to build emotional trust. It's more about your a willingness to open up and share and build a relationship through being transparent. Emotional trust is even something that can be built as an organization. Take Netflix, for example. On Glassdoor, 70% of their employees recommend Netflix to a friend. And you would argue that this is because they are very inclusive in their hiring process. They have integrity in mind when they hire employees, and they have a very high-trust environment at Netflix. They're also given more decision-making and information-sharing freedom. If you've ever checked into the Netflix company, you know these things to be true about their culture. Here's another data statistic that might be interesting to you. In the workplace, millennials are 22 times more likely to work for a company with a high trust culture. So whether you're building trust in teams or between individuals, the end goal is always the same. You want to create an environment where people feel comfortable sharing their thoughts and helping each other out. Now I want to get into practical ways to build trust. Now that we've established what trust is, and we've laid a foundation for recognizing why it's so important, now let's shift gears into learning on how to build trust in your own life and in the workplace, because it's an actionable thing. One of the reasons also that you may not be such a trusting individual is because of the life and work experiences that you've had. If you've had life and work experiences that have been negative, where someone didn't have integrity, they didn't stand by what they told you, give me some liberty here to use some language. They screwed you over. Okay, let's just say it that way, where you believe in your heart of hearts that you got screwed over by somebody or by an organization. And if that's the case, then it's entered into your belief system because of your experiences in your belief system. You now believe that people can't be trusted and companies can't be trusted. It's in your belief system. So belief systems inform behavior. You will never act on something that you don't believe. That would be crazy. Why would you do that? So you are acting on things that you believe. So your behaviors in the workplace or in relationships are done because of what you believe in your belief system, which is there because of experiences that you've had. So just because something has happened to you in the past That's no 100% guarantee it's going to happen to you in the future, 
unless you keep behaving the way you're behaving and you're going to behave your way right into a situation you don't want. You're going to be given off the vibes of an untrusting individual. So if those things are going to cause you not to be trusted, if that's you, you're going to have to make a few adjustments in your belief system. You're going to have to suspend those beliefs in order to behave in a different way. So you can create trust in relationships and with the organization. So let's get into the practicality of things you can do. Number one, you have to start valuing long-term relationships because trust requires long-term thinking. It might seem convenient in the moment to blame someone else or to make decisions that benefit you in the short term, but before you do that, before you act on that, you might want to think about how they may affect how others perceive you down the road. Number two, always be honest. Developing a reputation as someone who is dishonest is one of the fastest ways to kill trust. Always tell the truth, even if it's awkward. Don't give people an opportunity to catch you in a lie. I'll give you one of my Tony-isms here. The price of clarity is sometimes the risk of insult. Sometimes people are going to get their feelings hurt when you tell the truth, but you have to hang on to integrity. That has to come before anything else. Number three, honor your commitments. If you said you'd do something, do it. A trustworthy person does everything in their power to stick to what the agreement is that they've made. If you've made a promise, follow through on it. Avoid making promises you might not be able to keep. Now, I believe all that 100%, but I'll go back to something I said earlier. If the circumstances change, go immediately to the person you have made the commitment to and explain. I know I said this back in 2009, but things have changed since then, and I'm not going to be able to honor that commitment going forward. End of story. Number four, admit when you're wrong. People don't like to hear excuses. If you do something wrong, it's best to just be upfront about it and say, hey, I realize I was incorrect about something, so I just want to let you know I was wrong. And being vulnerable and brave enough to admit that you have fault humanizes you to people and makes you appear more trustworthy. Admitting mistakes is also part of being honest. Number five, try your best to communicate effectively. Trust is damaged by miscommunication. So that as soon as you're aware that a miscommunication has happened, do your best to communicate that in a way that doesn't leave room for misinterpretation. Go for clarity every single time. If you aren't sure about something during a conversation, ask questions to make sure that's called clarifying. Number six, be vulnerable. Being open about your emotions and showing some feelings can help with building trust. It shows that you care and that you're a person and a human being all as well. Don't be afraid to let coworkers know if something's upset you or something stressed you out. Just come out with it. Number seven, be helpful. Someone who's trustworthy will go out of their way to help people if they can not because of some agenda or because they expect it or because they want to get something out of it. They're helpful because they're a helpful person. Maybe you've done all your work for the day. You could just sit at your desk, browse the internet or play a game. 
Or you could be helpful. What would be best? Be helpful. If you notice a coworker who's struggling with their workload and you've got your stuff done, offer to help. Go to your manager. See if there's anything extra you can take on. There's never any harm in giving guidance and advice to that new hire who seems overwhelmed or maybe lost. Number eight, show people you care. People will naturally trust you more if they feel like you're truly interested in them. Little details like the name of a coworker's child or asking about their weekend is a good place to start. If you think about it, you've probably worked with someone who seemed to be in their own bubble. They didn't seem to care about anyone else besides themselves. And you've also worked with someone who was friendly and regularly checked in to see how you were doing. Which person would you find more trustworthy? Number nine, stand up for what's right. People respect honesty. While some bosses may say they like yes people who agree with everything they say, the best leaders would value insights and opinions beyond that. Don't sacrifice your values and what you believe just to appease your manager or get ahead. Number 10, strive to be transparent. It's the highest level of communication. And as long as you can explain what you're doing and why you're doing it, most managers will be able to understand that. Don't keep secrets or hoard information all to yourself. The people you're building trust with are usually people on your team that you should be working collaboratively with. So that's how to build trust. Those are 10 practical and effective ways to build trust and it'll help you in all your relationships. You just need to know how to build trust in the workplace if you want to progress. But it's also great for personal relationships as well. Well, that's our program today. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and also at Clear Vision DEV. You can follow me on Facebook by joining my free Facebook page, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. And you can subscribe to my free weekly newsletter, The Monday Morning Memo, by going to my website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Find the box at the bottom of the homepage, put your email address in, and you got it. You'll get my thoughts every Monday morning in your email inbox as you roll into the week. Special thanks, as always, to our producer, Tessa Hall. And until we visit again next week here on Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.